Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. My brothers and sisters in Christ join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. because this is a topic near and dear to my heart. Um, we're going to be talking today about 12-step programs. Now, you may know somebody who's been in a 12-step program. 12-step programs are not just for people who have addiction problems. They are also for family members of people who have addiction problems. And in fact, when I was, I'm going to say, blessed enough when I uh, got to go to a 12-step program as a family member of someone who had an addiction problem, I said to myself, wow, we really need like a, a church-based program, like 12 steps for everybody, because 12 steps, um, I believe, and we're going to get into this today, are God-sent, God-inspired. And today we have two people who are working on an upcoming retreat, an upcoming special program, because they're kind of following the thread that I was thinking about for years and did nothing about. And I want to introduce you to Juan Carlos Paz and his wife, Paola. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Glad to have you Thank guys you. here. Thank you guys for the invitation. You guys definitely deserve to be on, and we need to tell people about what you're doing. Uh, Roger, uh, this past weekend, I got to meet these uh, wonderful human beings at awesome. a retreat center, uh, a retreat awesome. center that is up and coming in uh, San Antonio, in the San Antonio area. It's called mm -hmm. the Alexander House. And this is a beautiful new facility that is going to be something that we talk about, I know, multiple times going forward. They're doing some amazing work out there, a tremendous healing for lots of different types of people lots of different types of ministries. And so I walk in this weekend and I run into Juan Carlos and Paola and Juan Carlos looked kind of familiar to me. I said, where do I know this guy from? And it never hit me until later on on Sunday, I was at mass at our favorite place at, at the uh, grotto. Yeah. You know? you know, they have mass out there on Sundays, you know? Yeah. Right. So I'm there with my dad. We're there having mass. And guess who's in charge of mu music ministry? Juan Carlos. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, anyway, Juan Carlos, it's great to have you. And let's jump right into this. First yeah. of all, let's just talk about first, right in general, what are you guys up to? What are you building? What are you What are you creating? Well, uh, if, if, if I may, uh, I would like just to begin with a, a quick prayer before we, yeah. we get into the meat and potatoes of this. If uh, if I may, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Father God, for gathering us here today, this, this day that you have made for us. And we just pray in this moment that you pour out your Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit be manifested right now, right here in, in our midst, so that we may share your gospel, share your word, and bring healing, bring healing to our lives and to others, and to keep the mission that you have called us to 
to be in and for this wonderful people who are putting this podcast for your glory and for your honor. And we offer all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, yeah. Do you think this uh, is a, a religious podcast or what do you think? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, thank you for the invitation. We're really honored to to be here with you guys today. And uh, but my wife and I, we've been in recovery, in the process of recovery, and in this journey for about four, four and a half years now. And um, you know, just like Dusty uh, um, was mentioning, God brought us to our knees to find this. We had, especially in my case, I am the person that uh, uh, was struggling with with uh, addictions and, and and dependency my wife is the codependent in this case and uh, we didn't know we were spiritually sick we didn't know that we had this stronghold and this bondage in in our families and in my case in in uh, dealing with with this addiction and um, we we are, we go to church. We're ministers. We believe in, in God. We believe in our Lord Jesus. And, and, um, we, we tried everything. You know, we, we would pray 72 rosaries a day. We would go to mass. We would go all kinds of things, novenas and this. I'm not sure that that doesn't work. Of course it works. But not too long ago, a priest, uh, Father Martin, he mentioned something that it's exactly what happened. God has given us, so like Dusty was saying at the beginning, he has given us incredible tools through people through institutions through programs um through groups of 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 um of other people who are struggling with this that we need to use that we need to to that god has put it there so we can grab that because that also fulfills the mission of other people and um and i guess even though we were relying upon god we were trying to do this on our own you know, we were trying to find the, the, the answers on, on our own and try to basically work through our own will. So uh, the journey began when we were going through uh, through marriage counseling and the the marriage counselor said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. You have to go to AA. And of course, you know, people uh, who struggle with addictions, we are egotistical maniacs, you know, <laughs> and uh, self-centered egotistical people. And I said, excuse me, what did you just tell, tell me, you know? And uh, I was offended by this because, of course, we tend to to blame this on everybody else but us. And uh, I, I thought that, that the world owed me something, that my wife owed me something, that God owed me something. I don't know. And um, so, yeah, and again, like she told us this, and I, I, I really was offended. And the only thing that I wanted at that point was to save my marriage. I didn't care about to stop my addiction. I didn't care about fixing what was wrong. And um, so we went to, to a 12-step recovery program. I went to, to what we call it, across the hall. So I went to one side of the hall. My wife went to the other side of the hall with the codependent. And at this point, I had never, ever he heard of the 12-step recovery program for codependents, which was a, it's a blessing that my wife will share more about this. And um we got there and what I tried to do again, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, we, we are colleagues, we're driven by, by ego, by fear, by, by this really twisted sense of reality in a way. And I started doing the program in a fake way, just to appease my wife, appease everybody. I just wanted to control things, you know, because we have a thing with control, you know, and, and, and um, so for for a couple of months, I was not doing this honestly, honestly. And 
it was uh, it was a miracle uh, what happened in the moment. I I didn't see it. I saw my wife. My wife started practicing the program to to a beautiful place, and she sur- she surrendered to God, and she started working this <clears> program. And I saw her. I saw her from afar because we were and we were living together. We had the separation in the spirit, and um, I would see her start seeing her waking up in the morning calling her sponsor, reading her Bible, reading her books. Uh, she started getting spiritually fed and her life started thriving. And I was like, how is this possible that she's being happy without me? You know, wow, I was supposed to, to, to make her happy and to make this happen. You know, and we have this hero mentality for some reason. And, um, you know, God brought me to my knees and he told me, you know, you're about to lose everything. We call it the rock bottom. There's people who hit different rock bottoms. But um, at that moment, I started hitting my rock bottom uh, with my family, with my faith, with myself. I was I was destroying my life, and uh, I started seeing her thriving, getting full of the Holy Spirit, full of God, and I wanted that. And one of our one of our uh, slogans is called attraction rather than promotion. So in a way, without her knowing it, by by her new way of living. In God's will, I she promoted this to me in a way. So I surrendered myself. I, I went to my knees and and I started working the the twelve steps. Okay. I started working the program. I got myself a sponsor, and that's how this journey began. And uh, in the recovery program, and um, well, let me let me pass along to uh, to Paola, and then we'll I guess we'll go back. Yeah, to Yeah, Paola, I, you got me curious, Paola. What was it that you sort of said to yourself, I know when you walk across the hall to the other room, because I've been there, they tell us right away, the other person is not going to get well until you get well, right? And then you go, what are you talking about? I'm not sick. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. What were you thinking? What was that process like at the beginning? You seem to have jumped right in, like uh, Juan Carlos was saying, what motivated you or what did you see there? Man, what a, thank you for having us on. Man, this is a great opportunity to just share testimony. Um, I hope it blesses somebody and does the same thing that it did to me. So uh, I'll pick up with Juan Carlos when, when that counselor, <laughs> when that counselor finally had her end with us, she couldn't stand us anymore. You know, she, she got really tired. You know, she, she was like, you can't hear me anymore. Like, you're not listening. You're not changing. I mean, and, you, and it was getting wow. expensive, too. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was mad because I always felt like she took his side, you know. It's just the thing yeah. with counselors. Um, I was I was just mad, you know. I was just mad with alcoholism. I was mad at him. I didn't know I was mad at a disease. Um, and I was mad that he, that I had to go to this thing, yet another thing that I had to do to keep our home together and you know I was I was like what do you mean I'm sick I'm not sick look at the train wreck over here I look pretty good <laughs> you know I look pretty good <laughs> yep. compared to this dude you know and 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 that's that's the thing it's like the train wreck you know you you can't stop looking at at the mess you can't stop pointing your finger and even like video recording oh my gosh like I yeah so so I, I ended up going because I too was, was really, I just wanted my husband back. I wanted what was taken from, you know, I, I just wanted things to go back to normal, even though we never really, I don't know that we ever had a normal, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> but when I got to that meeting, um, my first meeting um, for codependency, they told me the three C's. And um, first of all, that you that alcoholism was a disease, that addiction was a disease. And I, I didn't know that. And I was mad because what that meant was that I had to, you know, I'm Catholic, right? Like, so now I'm stuck in this marriage, you know, and I'm like, what am I going to do? So now I didn't feel right leaving, you know, because I made a vow. I made a vow to in sickness and in health. And so that changed my perspective on on what 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 was really at stake. And um, and then the second C was you can't control it. And that was a big one. Right. Because that's all I was doing. I was controlling everything. I was controlling friendships, relationships, events where you know if, if we if we could just not hang out with those people we would be okay if we could just um you know not go to this one restaurant it, it the night would be okay if we could just you know just everything just managing scheming you know just a lot of things going on in my head all the time that revolved around fixing my alcoholic i was completely in idolatry over a person right and um and then the the third C was that you can't cure it. I was like, what? There's no, you know, like, so So there was a, a level of surrender even then for a while that, you know, this is like a forever thing. You know, you don't just like, you don't just get rid of it. And, and this, it's a progressive disease and the whole family gets sick. What's that about? Um, and so for a while too, like I, I went to the program trying to fix him and it wasn't until he, um, went back out for a little bit that um, I realized I had to do this program for myself because right. I wanted, I wanted what those ladies had, you know, I walked into that room and I, and I got this hug, but I hadn't been hugged. You know, we, <laughs> we, we isolate, you know, like we just isolate in this disease. You're ashamed. You know, we were in church and we were fighting on the way to church. We were fighting in the car. We were fighting on the way home. Um, we were doing crazy things and it was unbecoming, right? I was, I thought that I was alone. I didn't know other people <laughs> were probably worse than me. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you're not alone. I'm always, I have to perform an exorcism in the morning with my kids. Cause they're like, there's a very special fellowship on both sides of the hallway that mm. develops. And this is a good place to talk about the fact that uh, and you probably know a little more about this than I do, Juan Carlos, but I know that the original 12-step book, the original writings by that gentleman who was Catholic, was very God-centered uh, words. Uh, the, the word God appeared a lot. And now, as the program has developed um, over all these decades, um, they've sort of gotten rid of that. Now they talk about instead of God, they talk about a higher power, which is fine. You know, God will meet you where you are. Um, but I remember at one meeting uh, across the hall, which was Al-Anon, well, in, in case people don't know, who've never heard about these programs, there's AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, there's Narcotics Anonymous, Sex, Sex Addicts Anonymous. And then on the other side, there's programs like Al-Anon which help the family members of the people who are struggling with addiction and dependency. And you need that help just as much as they do. And when you start to get better, they start to get better. It's very um, unusual, let's say, but it's God-centered, okay? 
let's make no mistake. And why we are here is because you, Juan Carlos, especially, I heard you say that you were kind of looking for something like this that was a little more Catholic, that was a little more faith-based. Is that right? Yes. Um, we, we uh, Paul and I, praise God, in, in the midst of all this, we, we have developed a, a really good relationship with our Lord. And in ministry, we are ministry together. And I worked for the church for a while. And um, so one of the things you mentioned that the started kind of uh, not bothering me per se, but started like being a little uncomfortable was what you mentioned about this higher power, higher power. And then people will make their gods any type of thing, which to me in our faith, that is, that is idolatry, is Satanism. That can be any type of, you know, yep, idolatry because they say, well, in the meantime, while you look, uh, while you find God, whoever that means to you, you can make your God this thing right here. Because of yeah, I've, heard, I've, I've yeah. been in meetings where people say, oh, my, my God, my higher power is a doorknob. It's and I'm a like, doorknob. <laughs> the idea behind this, which kind of makes sense, because at the beginning we were, we were talking about that we want to control everything and, and do our will, is that at least it's not you doing what you want to do. It's like if it's a doorknob, it's not. But we, Paul and I, we're really into deliverance prayer and deliverance uh, uh, spirituality. And that is the money that can be the money that can be an open Luciferianism, the self exactly. worship of yes. the self. You, you were talking about that. And I was going to ask, like, is was that a real sticking point then? Because you said you were searching for that because, yeah, I've heard of that too. You're higher. Like, let's they want to take the God out and they want the they want the Christian kingdom without the king. You know, they want to kick yeah, out exactly. the king. And they're I'm like, we're not going to call it God. We're just going to say the all powerful, all good, all knowing. All, and their attributes yeah. are like, oh, that's God. For Universe. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Roger, this reminds me, the other day we had a Buddhist monk on the show, a friend of ours, and he was talking about Buddhism, you know, so much of it is self-centered. And I said, wait a minute, oh, yeah. how, how can that be? You, there are times in life when you need something bigger than you, when yeah. you need the Holy Spirit, when you need God, right? Because yeah. you can't overcome. Right. Somebody puts a drink in front of you and you're not strong enough to say no. And that was my problem with the example that he was giving us in the program. And this is what we're talking about. I just want everybody to kind of grab, you know, get a hold of what we mean when we say a higher power. You need a higher power. I, I remember uh, one, one person walked into a meeting and the sponsor said, you know, step number one, you, you, you came to realize that your life was unmanageable. Uh, and you needed you needed something bigger than you. You need to get on your knees and pray. And the guy says, "Well, I don't believe in God." He says, "Well, then get on your knees and pray to pray to something or someone because you're not going to make it." And and that was very striking to me. Um, going back, we didn't mean to interrupt Juan Carlos, but you know this is such a passionate thing. I think all of us in this room are very passionate about our God, about the Holy Spirit, yeah. and 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 you went looking for this. You found a program. Uh, or a person who was doing something like this, yes? Yes, well, actually, uh, Paula was the one who started doing research. She's really good at this, and, and uh, because we, we would come to what we call it, um, the, um, what do you call it, the, the family, um, a group conscience meeting. That's what yes. we call it in the program. So we would come together and said, and this was not necessarily to leave uh, the 12-step program by any means, because Praise God on the, most of the programs that we attend, especially one that Paul attends, the, the, most people are Christian. 
And it's also an opportunity for us to evangelize at some point because people have something oh, against Catholicism go. in these in these groups. So instead of mouthing or just saying like, oh, the Catholic Church or whatever, it's with our, our example where way of living is that, oh, look, we, we are Catholics and we have a beautiful spiritual life thanks to this program. And it's an opportunity to, to engage and some sort of uh, sharing the gospel. But um, going back into this, so we started looking, first of all, locally, we started looking for a Christian Thai-based uh, program, especially Catholic, Catholic program. And unfortunately, we couldn't find anything. And most meetings that we go, we, we have a, a, a joke that we say that the Episcopalians are keeping the Catholics sober <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> they have a they have a lot of uh, meetings everywhere and unfortunately there's like this taboo in our in our faith in our church that i don't know people are, are too ashamed too embarrassed or, I, I don't know and that's uh true. So, yeah you're right i never thought about that you're right that's interesting yeah, yeah. and and uh because i think it, it, we have become so like socialite kind of kind of thing you know like social stuff status this and you put on a face you go what paula was saying we would be fighting the car man really bad oh but we would get out of there where we you know we put our best and yeah. paula would look, look beautiful as usual we would walk in church and we will be this million dollar couple you know and you, people would think that we had the perfect life and that's horrible that's yeah. a horrible way of living. <laughs> look at those guys they, they never fight right I'll they never fight while you're walking in the pew like Dude, you know. So we found uh, a wonderful program, and Paula actually purchased the book for me. Um, so the twelve steps and the and the and the sacraments, and that's part of the program that we're bringing uh, to the Alexander Home that is called Catholic in Recovery. So she found this program, and uh, so for a while we just had the book, and then I gave it to my sponsor, and we would receive a mailing, but especially like three or four months ago. We came to this conclusion because we started getting closer and closer to to the to God in the spiritual realm, in, in, in a more deeper spiritual life, and said we need something else. We need that the center of our recovery has to be Jesus Christ. And we want to be able to, to share the gospel, the Catholic gospel that we where we that much um uh cherish. So I'll let Paula continue from, from here on. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, so what we want to know is uh, he's giving you credit. You're the one who went out and found this. You did some research and you found something that was more Catholic based. That was 12 steps. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the founder of the program is uh, Scott Weeman. He's been on uh, radio shows, uh, Catholic answers. He's been all over. He's, um, he's just done an incredible job with it. And it's all like just packaged in a beautiful, you know, just tied up in a beautiful bow, ready to deploy. And uh, I reached out to him and I attended a few meetings and the format and it just really brought, um, brought everything together for me. What I was, what I felt I was missing in my 12 step recover, my own program, this, this fulfills that. And it's such a supplement. It's such a good complement to, to the program um, that I attend. So, um, you know, in regards to the conversation earlier that um, about about the other programs and in 12-step recovery, I, I, you know, I think they have their place. I think they're a worldly program. And I think, I think, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a beginning, you know, it's, it's a place where you make a beginning. I love 
to share my space there. I mean, I, and, and it's the one place, and it's funny because it's almost like a game, you know, you can't say Jesus, you can't say, you know, God, or what I say, God, everyone says God, but, but I don't full out say Holy Spirit or Jesus. Um, I let my actions do a lot of the talking. I do work a very, um, man, I'm committed to my program. I really am. And I love it. And I have a whole sponsorship family and I, and, and it's, it's my life, you know, but, but there's like that one thing missing and that's in step 11, you know, in step 11, it, it talks about, you know, seeking that uh, spiritual consciousness, seeking that, um, that, that higher power, you know, and, and it's funny because we allow other worldly programs to say things like, well, this is a spiritual program. It's not a religious program. And to me, you know, I really struggled with that idea, you know, spirituality versus religiosity. You know, I get where they're coming from. Um, but at the same time, for me, like, that's that because I, I believe in the Holy Spirit. You know, I have a spirit-filled life. And, and, and that's part of my religion. And, and I love I love living my life in the spirit today. Um, and so step 11 um, for me when as, as a practicing that Catholic and recovery really fulfills that need, that desire to want to share the name of Jesus. You know, the fact that you, a lot of people take the name of Jesus for granted. And, and when you're in the world um, sharing the gospel and, and, and you're in certain platforms where you can't be fully open and disclose where you're coming from, you really learn to value the, the holy name of Jesus and the power that it carries. I'm thinking um, about the arsenal of weapons that we have in our hospital known as the Catholic Church. We have novenas. We have rosaries. We have uh, offering mass for someone. We have so much more stuff that we can bring to help somebody in recovery, this sounds really amazing and beautiful. I yeah. want to know what, yeah. where are you guys now? You're going to start offering this type of uh, meeting, group, retreat. What is it? What are you guys doing with this program? Well, uh, this program, uh, we after we contact uh, Scott and and we discovered that there's not a single meeting in Texas for Catholic in recovery. There are uh, virtual meetings, and and this man, praise the Lord, he's going everywhere, everywhere. You know, there's meeting uh, just like like uh, exploding everywhere. And there's but nothing in San Antonio or anything like that. There's nothing in San Antonio, nothing in Texas. Wow, that's crazy because we need that. Especially Hispanic, we have a we have a, a you know our Hispanic heritage, uh, or at least where I'm, I don't know if it's just San Antonio because if you look at our what is our 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 statistics on alcoholism and uh duis it's hot i think it's one of the highest in the nation and Probably, uh yeah. you know in our community our hispanic community it's very like it's normal everyone just drinks they don't realize they're alcoholics they don't they're like what you're no. your deal you know they're your deal drinking <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. Only had, only had a, don't six six packs that's it yeah, <laughs> that's yeah right. so we need that so i can't yeah we all to, we all have the deal who's 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 strong and he's a funny guy he's a funny yeah, guy yeah. we, yeah. we want to hang out with him but yeah he's uh, funny so it can't be a sin right it can't well on the other side too man <laughs> i can't tell you how many alanons i know and just running into them yeah. people who are controlling or trying to control everyone creating outcomes 
And it's so unhealthy. It's so, so unhealthy. I could really relate to it's Paola called, when she was sharing about that. It's Go called ahead. witchcraft. Oh, what? Did you <laughs> say witchcraft? witchcraft. Uh, it's yes, a, you're it's right. Witchcraft. That is no, also a, big in San Antonio, too. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. that is huge. You see a lot of that. No, but what, what Paola is mentioning, it's it's considered controlling. It's considered a, a lower like really? rank or range of witchcraft. Like mm. in the... It's even like I don't even know. I don't know if it's a catechism, wow. but in 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 the spiritual life of deliverance, praying really? in the Catholic Church, controlling because controlling is a way wow. to manipulate someone. So manipulation and control can be considered a lower or a, like an it's early a stage. Spirit, of yeah, wow. it's a spirit of witchcraft because you're trying to manipulate an outcome, and uh, and you know before it. and this is. Yeah, so even before I started working my perm, you know, I was doing like when Carlos said, all these novenas, all these prayers, I was fasting, you know, for my for my marriage. And of course they're powerful, but my motive, that's something that I had to learn through the program. My motives were coming from a place of wanting to control what got you know, oh, I did this novena, so I have to get this miracle, you know. Okay. I have to get these things to happen. Um and that can be a form of witchcraft, depending on your money, you know, and that that goes into a whole other deal. But but it's interesting, you know, it it, it kind of makes us think and be aware of, wow. man, like, we're crazy. <laughs> and that today. Well, you know, I, yeah. it, it, I think you're right. Everything done to an extreme can be, you know, unhealthy. And I think uh, we see that in the Al-Anon community, self self-included where you're trying to create outcomes and so forth. But, it, you know, we we also have to acknowledge, for example, we have saints like St. Monica who prayed and prayed for her son to, 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 to find God's grace, right? And then uh, eventually they switched places because when she was dying, she said, now I need you to remember yeah. me when I pass on and pray at the altar. Yeah. But to, so there's there's healthy ways, there's things that we can do in our faith that can augment the program, augment the 12 steps. And then there's yeah. stuff like Paola was just referring to where you're just trying, you know, witchcraft, you're trying everything, going to the, going to the curanderas, you know? Yeah, to, to that there's to, a lot all over the city. <laughs> They're all over the corner. Like that, to, to add what Paola said, it's so, so providential. Today, I just came from an Alana meeting, actually, and mm. it was on 11, step 11 today. And, and, wow. and it was inc incredible. But you can see there that people said, yeah, when I do yoga and when I do this kind of stuff, all of all of that is it's in a sort or uh, some sort of form, a connection with something that is demonic. You wow. know, we have to say yeah. for what it is. And I, I got an opportunity to share. And I said, you know, all these things from yogas and meditation and, and whatever you call it, they talk about it, we need to empty ourselves. And so we can. And something, something that we have learned, in. if you empty yourself, you leave the door open for the devil to come yeah. and fill it for you. Yes. So yeah. something that we have learned in, in, in the spiritual life is that so instead of emptying ourselves, we need to fill this vessel with God, with the Holy Spirit, with, with Scripture, with the big book, with everything, all the tools that we were talking about at the beginning so we can actually pray and meditate. And what Paul was saying, she was praying in a... In a selfish way, even though it sounds weird, oh, you're praying the rosary, you're praying this, but we we used to pray in a selfish, self-centered, self-seeking way. And the and something that we have learned in this program is that we need to we we need to change the way we pray. We need to pray for God's will in our lives and with thanksgiving, you know, Amen. and with faith. And that's really hard to do because we want to control the outcome. 
There's yes. this Protestant pastor that I follow. He's wonderful. And he says, just obey God, do his will, and leave the consequences to him. You know, and like, oh, dude, that, and, but that's powerful. And that's something that we started doing. And just going back to, to what Catholic in recovery. So we talked to Scott and, and uh, we, it was like two or three uh, uh, back and forth uh, Zoom meetings. And, and we know the Alexanders, wonderful, wonderful couple who have doing excellent ministry for almost 30 years for marriages and healing, healing uh, hearts and different, different uh, things related to, to marriage and family. Uh, they offer this beautiful campus that they have to host one retreat uh, that is this coming uh, November the 12th, Saturday. And the purpose for this is to gather as many people as we can, because it's the first time that we bring this program here. And from here on, we're going to have weekly meetings for Catholic in recovery and also hoping that um, some of the attendees might start these, pro this, these meetings at their own parishes. Or somewhere else, you know. So oh, that's just, great. Uh, Juan Carlos, are you guys going to be having those meetings at Alexander House after you have the retreat there, or where are you going to have them? Yes, yes, at the Alexander House. Every, okay. Paula, every, or... On Thursdays at 7 p.m., weekly meeting. So we're hoping that people are going to make the drive out there, but if not, uh, maybe maybe we can start, you know, setting up a wildfire of Catholic and recovery meetings all over town. Oh, that would be great. Can, you know, well, yeah. listen, we're going to put, you're going to send me uh, and we're going to put on our show notes where people can sign up for the retreat this Saturday. It's coming up this Saturday right away. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we need to get the word out. We need to spread. There's so many people who can benefit from this. And then obviously um, information about the meetings as well, like we just talked about, um, you know, and I want to make sure to give you guys enough time for um for plugging away where people may may get a hold of you will you give us some contact information that we can put in our show, no show notes as well because we're running down to about five minutes left on the podcast um and i know there are people out there who would love to talk to you who have uh questions and would love some of the same resources that you offer um uh, juan carlos what can you what can you tell us Yes, um, for the retreat itself, you can go to thealexanderhouse.org. I think Paula sent uh, over there on the chat, um, thealexanderhouse.org. And that, um, excuse me, that's where you can find the registration. Over there, you can find an email address, and we can say it's C, uh, CIR, which, is, which stands for Catholic in Recovery, CIR at thealexanderhouse.org. Um, that that org there it is also mm -hmm. and that way you can send us in, an email uh there's a group of us that we can that we receive this but for example if, if you want to talk to me in regards of any type of addiction or, or dependency like you can put it there will i you know like talk more about this anybody who likes to talk about codependency can address an email to to paola and also for marriage recovery that's in general for the alexander house and we would love to to help as many people as we can and uh and as, just like we say when we help others they're helping us more than what we are helping them that's every right time every time we, we help someone else or we we take a phone call or something those people without knowing are a blessing to us because they help us to stay sober to stay in the right path if yeah. you are listening to the podcast today and you find yourself in a situation 
where perhaps you have an addiction or a dependency, or you are living with someone in your family or your friends who have an addiction or dependency. Do not waste any time. Come out this weekend to the retreat. Come out on Thursday nights to the meetings. You are going to be in good hands, I can assure you, at the Alexander House. The, the folks who run the place uh, are amazing. You both are also amazing human beings. And you know what? Isn't it funny how God um, kind of prepares us for our ministry work? And he prepares us in, it, 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 what do we say, uh, sharpening iron, right? We, uh, we, 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 how do you make a sword stronger? You, you beat it up and you put it over the fire and you're just beating it and beating it and it's getting stronger and stronger. And that's what he does with our lives, right? That's why we have struggles. That's why we have our faith to carry us through. And then you can either do one of two things. You can turn inward and not share that with anyone else. And it's very destructive when we do that, or we keep it inside and we isolate our pains and our, and our experiences. Or you can do exactly what Juan Carlos and Paola are doing, which is to turn outward and show people by example how you can deal with the, 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 the amount of suffering that we have in our world. This is a fallen world and none of us are perfect. Um, Roger, do you have any questions or want something want to add something here? Yeah, well, I just want to say it's like I think this is very important because you know the one of the quotes from St. Augustine is our our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. And from psychiatrists and, and the studies and, and therapists, you know, they all point to how sometimes this life may be boring or we, we need uh, something more to get us fixed or get us on, and, and we might turn to drugs, sex, or alcohol. And we have this new a neurotransmitter, the dopamine. And if we keep hitting it with the dopamine, our baseline could change where you need more and more to get the same effect. And there's a lot of good literature that says as long as you don't, you keep yourself alive, you don't die, you don't OD. If you don't do that and you get help, you, you will recover. And, and there's hope for that. So I just want to say uh, what you guys are doing, I think is really great. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see what's going to happen for you guys. Um, and not only that, but on. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to invite you guys, what we should do to keep this topic alive yeah. and to give people permission to discuss it and, and give people more tools is we ought to have you guys back on and we can spend yeah. some time on specific topics, right? Yeah. Because you guys have so much experience. Yeah. Absolutely. I had a lot yeah. of notes. I was like, oh, we don't just ripping them up. Like, we don't have time. Like, well, yeah, we don't we have time. Have to have you we, back we, on. This is such a broad subject. <laughs> yeah. If you guys would be willing, we would love to have you back from time to time to talk about specific things that you're up to and also specific topics that might help our audience and yeah. get people more aware and more open about you know, not isolating, like you said, Paola, we, we, we hide in shame and, and we think we're the only ones. And the reality is that's not the truth at all. There are all entire the communities and, and there's brotherhoods and sisterhoods and, and amazing men's meetings and women's meetings and co co meetings, you know, uh, there, there, there's just so many resources out there, but people don't know about it because we're ashamed. We live and we turn inward. Yeah. So we need to be outward about it. And I'm the first one to invite you guys back. What do you guys say? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Like the, it would be an honor and a blessing for us to, to be with you guys. I think this is a great thing that, that you're doing. And, and also to be able to, to have a platform to, 
to do this from a Catholic perspective, from a more spiritual perspective in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit that, that, Oh, you got any you got any notes or announcements, Roger, before we head out? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you guys for coming. Please, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. If you could subscribe, follow and share, we, that would really appreciate it. And please, again, bribe somebody to get to the retreat. We'll have it on the show notes. Your Theo comes up. Hey, mijo, give me 10 to $50. No más 10 $50. Say, okay, you know what, Theo? If you go to this retreat, I'll give you, maybe not 50 but I'll give you, you know, something. Get someone to go drag your aunt, uncle, whatever, your cousin, your friend. Get them to go. Thank you, guys. Uh, Paula, Juan Carlo. Uh, again, Dusty, it was good to be with you. I'm Roger. This has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. God love you. Thank you, guys. 